Welcome back and thanks so much for listening to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and you're listening to a show where we believe that being perfectly imperfect is okay. And actually, we believe it's pretty darn great. In hopes of serving you and others, I'll be sharing about all things life, all things that we might experience at one point in our lives, because although it might seem like we're sometimes all alone, especially during our toughest seasons, we're not. I'll also be having conversations with other perfectly imperfect humans whose stories might just inspire you to go out there and live the heck out of your life. That is my prayer for you today and every day. And like Dr. Sue said, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. On today's podcast, we are discussing standards versus expectations in our relationships. And I'm going to describe what a standard is, what expectation is, and the difference, and how we can hopefully have a balance, and how expectations can sometimes cause a very negative effect on our relationships because we expect this perfection from someone that can't be perfect because none of us are. So a standard, what is a standard? It is a level of quality, something that is accepted as a norm and generally used as a basis for judgment. Now, on the other hand, an expectation is a strong belief that something is going to happen in the future or a feeling that someone or something is going to achieve something. So one is definitely a fact and the other is fiction. So standards are factual. They are based on facts. They're the baseline of quality that drives effective actions and good decision making. Expectations are internal and can lead, unfortunately, to disappointment when they're in with what others deliver so we expect them to do something but then they don't do it and of course we're either upset disappointed angry and just a lot of obviously negative effects um, that are caused because of what we expected that someone never said they were going to do or never promised so I have very high standards Um, you know I expect others to treat me politely and with respect and if people don't meet my expectations I kind of just cut them off like You know, I don't have to be around someone that doesn't treat me the way I deserve or the way I want them to. And yeah, I do realize that nothing and no one is perfect. But, you know, I do sometimes wonder if my standards and expectations are a bit too high and, you know, or if they're just unrealistic. So just knowing the difference between having high standards and having unrealistic expectations, especially in relationships and kind of where to draw the line. I believe that having high standards for how others treat you is a sign of a healthy self-esteem and it implies clarity about, you know, who you are and what you want. It definitely lets you know that you are worthy. It allows, you know, lets other people know of your worthiness and what you deserve and are not afraid to ask for and expect it done. On the other hand, having unrealistic expectations for yourself and others in your life may be a sign of arrogance, (laughs) ignorance, you know, sorry about being a little direct, but you know, it's the truth. Here's how I see it. And I'm going to be a little blunt with it. Expecting someone else to be perfect all the time and to do things when and how you want them crushes the flexibility of human nature. You know, we're just, we're not perfect. As I mentioned earlier, um, 
I believe it's a cry for control from someone who's insecure, dependent on the perfection of others, and basically grasping to fill a void of some sort, you know, of personal powerlessness. Um, how do we know this? Because being a perfectionist at some points of my life, I have struggled with crossing a fine line between my own high standards and some of my unrealistic expectations. For me, this has always kind of been a subject that, you know, I've thought about or, you know, have discussed with people. So here are some tips that have helped me kind of bring myself back into a healthy zone of self-esteem um, just in time before ruining some very important um, and relationships that I value. So let's say you're witnessing something that's not up to your standards. You know, let's say the guy that you're with, your partner, is very messy, like he's a pig. I mean, there's socks everywhere, there's chip crumbs, there's papers, there's dirty clothes everywhere. Now, just side note, my husband, thankfully, is not like this. He's actually the complete opposite. He is a clean freak, which I absolutely love because I'm not like, dirty or anything but you know I don't mind a little mess like if there's you know some jackets like on top of the sofa or if everything's not perfectly in its place all the time all the toys are put away and you know like I'm okay with a little bit of a mess I don't want anything to be like dirty and nasty but you know my husband is definitely a clean freak so he's like on the other opposite end of the spectrum but you know Sometimes when, when you experience, you know, your guy, your partner, um, your girl being a little bit of a pig um, and you're a neat freak, basically how do you resolve this conflict and save a relationship, you know, if you're with someone that you truly care about? So before choosing between this person and your standards of being, you know, everything being put in place and, you know, you being a little bit overboard with the cleanliness and being a neat freak, um, I believe the first step is to soften your, you know, the how upset you are in the situation. Um, so separating the person from the behavior, I think is huge since, you know, a person has many behaviors, which you might like and approve. So we can't just put them in this box of they're a pig, they're messy, they're nasty, you know, and when they have so many other great like pluses, you know, great things that you absolutely love about them. So let's not rush to judgment. Remember, a calm mind is a clear mind. When we're upset, we do not think clearly. And we're open to more constructive solutions. We, again, our mind is just clearer, so we actually can think better. We all know it's not a good idea to make decisions on a spur of a moment when our adrenaline is pumping because we very often make very poor decisions. Um, now, it also helps to recognize that, nope, the person who's upsetting you is far from perfect. And by the way, neither are you, neither am I. Um, yes, he or she is doing something that's challenging your views about, you know, how things should be and how they maybe they've always been for you whether it's cleanliness, or, you know, being orderly, being, you know, everything being immaculate. However, it is crucial to realize that in no way, you know, do like the socks on the floor or a little bit of crumbs on the sofa or whatever does that, you know, in no way does that mean that he or she doesn't respect you, care about you, or even love you. Sometimes that's just what they're used to, you know, who knows? So you see, it's not your partner's behavior that's driving you up the wall, but rather your mental interpretation of what they're doing and taking it sometimes in a wrong way. 
So that's what's really upsetting us more often than not. And I read recently that psychologists say it's our thoughts and mental opinions that create the way we feel. Isn't that good to know, though? <laughs> because if we know that, then, you know, now we can kind of take it a different way. So we have to ask ourselves a question. And the question is, can I live with this behavior and be okay with it? So whatever behavior you're having an issue with, within this relationship with your partner, you have to ask yourself, can I live with this? You know, is this something that I can deal with like forever and ever if they end up being your life partner? Um, so that's for you to decide and for you to kind of really think about. And sometimes it's not such a huge deal after all, once you, you know, kind of think about it. Um, while cleanly, while being clean and not being messy, you know, sometimes we realize that this other person has more good qualities than not, and that you actually don't mind cutting him or her some slack. But on the other hand, you may feel like, no, absolutely not. What he or she is doing does absolutely not work with me and things must change. And this is like your thought and you are not willing to like move from this specific thought. And of course, your preferences are valid and should be received and acknowledged. So after you decide one way or another, you know, what's next? So voicing your requests, I think is really important. The communication being, you know, having open communication with your partner, in my opinion, is probably the most important thing to make, you know, this relationship work. So instead of focusing on what's not working, share with him or her what you'd like to see instead. The key to making him or her want to cooperate is by communicating to him or her from your confident self and making a polite request, not coming from some unrealistic expectation, being upset and accusing him or her of falling off your pedestal of perfection. Like sometimes we put people up on pedestals and we expect something. And when they let us down, we let them know. And sometimes, you know, in their eyes or, or in their mind, they're probably wondering what in the world, like I, I'm not perfect. I, you know, I make mistakes. Like where are, is this person coming from expecting me to be this perfect person? So they're confused and you're upset and then they're trying, you know, then they get defensive. So they're defensive and you're upset and sometimes they feel like you're attacking and possibly you are. So then no one's listening, unfortunately. So, you know, that's a very crucial moment because when your partner doesn't feel scolded by his quote unquote mommy, he'll be more willing to make a mental note and comply with your request. So you attacking is going to put them on defense mode, of course. So talking to them and coming from a point, a place where it's a conversation between you and it's not you attacking and again, expecting and letting them know how they disappointed you because again, they never even knew you had this expectation. Um, can you control what he will or will not do? Absolutely not. We can't control anyone's actions except for our own, but you can control your positive expectation. Praising him for any slight sign of improvement is a big thing. So, you know, if he puts the socks away or his clothes in the hamper, you know, saying thank you because he did it. Again, instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive. It works with children. It works with adults. So 
I feel like the more we can focus on the positive, the more of that we get because what we focus on, we get more of. So the more you praise and appreciate him for what he does right while accepting him with all his flaws, the whole of him. You know, when you care for someone, you accept all of them, not just parts and bits of the good stuff that you absolutely love and like and kind of not the rest. It's it's a whole package. <laughs> the more so the more you accept him, the more he will do what you want. And that's powerful and he's not going to do it because you're forcing him to. He's going to do it because he's going to want to cuz he loves you and he obviously wants to see you happy just like, you know, you want to see him happy. So developing the habit of not taking things personally and realizing that each of us behaves in accordance with our unique sets of standards and beliefs. You know, I always say, especially when someone lives together for the first time, whether it's they're moving in together, whether it's someone that just got married and has never lived together, you are bringing these two unique individuals and they're coming together to form one household. They each come with you know, I always think of like, we're raised by different people, even when you have the same background, like my husband and I, you know, we're both Mexican and from the same state in Mexico even. And it's funny because we were raised a little differently. We have different customs, you know, although we're from the same country, you know, our parents are, you know, we're first generation born here. So very many similarities, but yet there's quite a bit of differences as well. And with us, at the beginning, it was a little difficult because obviously, you know, he expected one thing, I expected another. A lot of times you don't talk about these expectations. You kind of just come together expecting everything to be wonderful and always great and no problems. And, you know, you kind of just never bring it up because you think it doesn't have to be brought up like you expect this. It's, it's something that's supposed to happen. And it's not. It's not like my husband when we first got married and we had never lived together. So we got married and then started, obviously, our, you know, came together in, in our home. So it was funny. I mean, I look at it now as funny, but back then it wasn't at all. He would get home and, you know, they would be like jackets or whatever coats on the sofa, like in our main living room, as soon as you walked in the house um, or dishes in the sink. And he would not like I could tell something was bugging him. And then I would wonder, like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? You know, he wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. There was just, like, this awkwardness between us. And then finally, you know, I don't know if it was him that said something or I asked. But it came out that he just, that he wanted to come into a home that was kind of put together. It was two floors. So he just, he's like, at least the main floor, like, you know, hang up the jackets. Like, basically put everything where it belongs. You know, if there's, it was only him and I, so... If there was a couple of dishes, you know, just wash them. Like before I get home, he just wanted to come in to, you know, this like this home that everything was kind of perfectly in place. It didn't have to be squeaky clean. He just kind of wanted things in its place. He wanted everything to be neat and he expected it. Never. We never had a you know conversation about it. I knew I knew nothing of his expectation and I didn't care if there was a jacket or two on the, like on top of the sofa, you know, everything else was fine. We didn't have any kids yet. There was no mess, but because there was that lack of communication and he had this, these expectations that I had no clue about, we had a little bit of an issue until we actually had a conversation about it. So the importance of having that open communication can make the difference for sure. 
So when you understand this, you can move towards acceptance of both others and your own imperfect, you know, imperfect nature. And so you must develop a sense of personal responsibility to find that silver lining that the good stuff within the not so good stuff, um, the balance between healthy self-esteem and an unrealistic demand for perfection has to be found. And how do you know that you have found it? You're confident, you're calm and determined, you're in control. You're not losing control constantly and getting upset and kind of just losing it. It comes from having the power to decide what suits you best right now. And you're not lowering your standards. You're simply deciding what works and what doesn't and then taking the action necessary. You know, so for us, once we had the conversation of what he expected, then of course, did I always have everything in its place? No, especially as our family grew. But did I try because I knew that that was something that was important to him? Of course, I love him. So, of course, I wanted to make him happy. And it just, all it took was for me to hang up a couple coats and, you know, wash a couple dishes. I was going to do it. So, after all that, you know, what's the main reason the core emotional need is what you need to, you know, figure out for you? Or, you know, my high standards, um, you have to decide what those are for you. You know, it's to feel like we matter. A lot of times that's, you know, a a big thing. Like we want to feel important that our needs are acknowledged and that we are loved. And when we voice these and people don't hear or, you know, listen or or take some kind of action, then of course we're going to think they don't care. They don't love us. You know, it went in one year and out the other. But we can feel this way anytime we choose, meaning we can feel good about something when we actually have the conversation, when we make sure that this person understands the importance of what we're saying. Um, Our need for high standards can always be met on an internal emotional level in spite of a messy house, in spite of craziness or other obstacles that challenge us through the day. And arriving arriving, I'm sorry, at this deep knowing and maintaining it can become your new realistic expectation. Now, when we discuss relationships and the standards versus expectations, one of the things that I talk to about some of my friends, relatives, you know, especially when they're meeting someone, um, I knew someone that had very high expectations of their partner. And unfortunately, their partner had no clue. And even once he knew about it, he didn't really make any changes. He promised that he would, but no changes, you know, happened. So I truly believe that we need to trust the action that someone is taking and not necessarily trust the words they're speaking because action speaks way louder than words ever will. And we know that we have to believe someone, you know, if someone is, doing something that disrespects us, that does not validate, you know, what we're feeling at the moment. We need to believe that instead of believing that, you know, they're sorry or that they didn't know what was going, you know, know, their words. So very often in relationships, we forgive over and over, even when we shouldn't, because number one, we believe the words more than the actions of the person. And number two, we are hoping that, you know, they care enough to change. And very often they never promise to change. It's just we're hoping and expecting that they will because you would do it for them. So we expect them to do it for us. 
and in relationships, especially to the ladies, because, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, who I'm speaking to at this moment. I'm a woman, you know, most women are, you know, that are listening to this is when we start a relationship, we have to make sure that we understand what our standards are from, you know, what we're going to take from a partner, what we, um, what we know we deserve, how we, you know, how we deserve to be treated again with respect, with love, with care, you know, whatever, whatever it's important to you kind of understanding. And this is why I believe that, you know, as we mature, our standards are a little bit clearer than when we're younger. You know, I always think between my husband and I, I was only 19 when I met him. So I was fairly young, not much experience in relationships. I think I'd had a couple boyfriends before him and they were all like short term, like, you know, a couple months, nothing, you know, nothing serious. So he was my first serious boyfriend long term. And obviously I ended up marrying him. And like I said before, in previous uh, episodes, we've been married for 15 years now. So I wasn't quite sure, like I knew what I wanted from someone when I dated, you know, people before him. Anytime I dated someone, I was looking for a husband. I never dated anyone just to have fun, if that makes sense. Like I know some people just date just to have fun, just to, you know, have someone to hang out with, whatever, <laughs> make out with, etc. But when I dated someone, I was looking at them as, do they have qualities to be a husband, the kind of husband that I want, someone that respects me, someone that loves me, someone that puts me first, you know, someone that's going to care for me. And when I met my husband, of course, he had those qualities. But at the age of 19, like, even though I thought that way, you know, I still didn't have a ton of life experience at all. I was still in my teenage years. So I really do thank God that he selected him for me and that I was blessed to meet someone that met the standards that I had for my for myself, even the ones that I didn't really know about. You know, for example, my husband, you know, he is an amazing person. He takes care of us. He puts our family first before anything else. He is... Um, he has his priorities very well put in place and he doesn't allow, you know, friends and family to sway those priorities. Um, because oftentimes, you know, people do, you know, there's very, there's people that are very important to us, you know, our parents or siblings. And sometimes we allow their, um, needs to trump the priorities that we have put in place for our family. And um, so I am very blessed that, you know, my husband has always put us first, but there's times that people start relationships and especially when we're young, we don't think about all that. We don't think, we don't sit down, at least I never did. And most people that I know don't do this, especially our, you know, younger, the younger women that I, that I have met, they don't sit down and literally write out a list of what they want in a partner, you know, the qualities not even physical. Of course, physical matters because you do have to be physically attracted to someone in order to, in my opinion, be with them. Um, you know, I don't know how, yeah, if I wasn't attracted to my husband, I don't know if I could actually be with him. I mean, I think he's hot. I think he's, he's handsome. So, and I've always thought that. So for, obviously the physical ones are important. So, you know, even writing those down, but in my opinion, the most important ones are the internal qualities that you want to see in your husband. 
whether it's he's kind, he's giving, he's loving, he's affectionate, he's funny. Um, you know, he takes care of me. I feel safe around him, you know, so he gives me security. Um, I don't know what else, what else, what else? He is patient. Um, he is decisive. You know, whatever qualities you want, actually taking that time to sit down and write them out. Because, again, you can't hit a target that you're not aiming for. So if you don't know what you're looking for, how can you look for that in someone? And a lot of times, if we're not looking for something specific, we'll settle. And I truly believe that a lot of people settle just because, you know, once you meet someone and, you know, they're not so bad, they might not meet all your standards and you might not love all their qualities, you might you know, you might not even hate all of them, but, you know, they're kind of just like so-so. They're kind of in between. Um, we can almost call it mediocre as a partner, but we settle because maybe we don't believe we can do any better or we believe that maybe all men or all women are the same and, you know, the next person won't be any different. I'm not sure what it is, but we settle. And then by the time we realize it, you know, we end up, we're, we're in love with this person. And then we excuse anything that doesn't match up with our original standards. Um, and then we start expecting them to change because, you know, we would do it for them or because we just kind of create these crazy expectations, you know, that's, that it's going to get better. Um, and then we end up living a life that where we're not thriving, you know, we're not living full on, like we're not living the heck out of life. We're just kind of existing. And in marriage, I was talking to someone recently and she was saying how people were telling her that, you know, like that's how men are, you know, or her, her, her partner had um, done something that, you know, in my opinion, disrespected her. And there's people around her that are saying, you know what? that's how men are, you know, that's kind of normal and just move on, you know, just kind of forgive and forget. <laughs> and I said, that's not the way they all are. That might be how their men are, their partners, but not all men are jerks. Not all men will disrespect you. Not all men will take advantage. Um, not all men will devalue you. You know, there's men out there and I can vouch for men like this because I am blessed enough to live with one and to, you know, be doing life with him who will respect you, who will uplift you, who will encourage and support all your crazy ideas. Um, when my husband, you know, when I told him I was going to start the podcast, I mean, he's been asking every, like con consistently, almost every day, like, okay, are you like, is it started? How is it going? You know, when I started it, he was excited. He shared it with everyone. And, you know, to have someone in your corner that you are doing life with, that you live with from day to day, and that, you know, you have committed, in our case, we've committed to do this thing called life together for life, forever, until death do us part. So to have someone that's encouraging and loving you and that believes that you can do it all, that is something that's so powerful. So, you know, not lowering your standards to match up to what you've experienced, but raising those standards, keeping them there. And even if it takes a while to find that one person that's going to 
maybe not be perfect, but that's going to be perfect for you. Because my husband and I, neither one of us are perfect. I mean, we know this. <laughs> Everyone knows this. We both have a ton of flaws. But I believe that we're perfect for each other. And we've made adjustments in the last 20 years of being together. You know, we are not the same people that we were 20 years ago when we first met. Not even a year ago or, you know, months ago or five years ago. We are constantly growing and making sure that we are, you know, educating ourselves and taking that time to develop ourselves as individuals so we can grow together. And I think that's huge. You know, when you are with someone that is on the same page that you are, when it comes to personal growth, personal development, that's not just stuck in their own ways, you know, now don't get me wrong, you know, we're stuck in a lot of our own ways, but always willing to grow and change and hear each other out. And we don't always agree. We disagree very often. You know, we have arguments. We are not perfect. We're not a perfect couple. You know, but the respect is there. The love is there. Um, our priorities are there. The way we, you know, the standards that we have with one another, those are strong and they're set. And, you know, we know. We know what we um, expect from each other, and not as an expectation, but because we've voiced it, because we've been open with our communication about certain expectations. And it's not because they're expectations that are just kind of in our own little heads. And, you know, like he doesn't know what I'm expecting. So every time he screws up, you know, I'm kind of scolding or I'm pointing it out. But, you know, I'm open and he's open. And that's something that we've developed, of course, because we have been together for such a long time that we've not always been that way. So understanding that relationships do grow. But as long as you are both willing to put forth that effort, in my opinion, I think it works if you're willing to be honest and direct and just raw with each other. So to finish off, I just want to encourage you to, number one, don't settle. Number two, have that communication with your partner where they know what you're expecting. Ask them what they expect from you because, you know, maybe they're not very comfortable or confident in sharing that with you because if they've had past experiences where they've been open and vulnerable with people and people have, you know, kind of stabbed them in the back, they might not be, they, they might have a wall up in other words, and not willing to be that way with you until they fully trust you. So kind of opening that line of communication with them. If you have to be the one, then be the one because a solid, strong, amazing relationship awaits on the other side of all of that. So again, don't settle, you know, have high standards you know, wait for someone that will rise to those standards and the expectations that you do have, make sure you communicate with them, with whomever you, you're with, so they know. So you're not um, giving them, you know, shortchanging them and having these expectations and they can never meet these expectations because they don't even know about them. <laughs> so just like you would want them to tell you, you know, going back to the golden rule, treat them the way you want to be treated. And when we follow that rule, when we follow the golden rule, rule of treating others the way we want to be treated, I think it's really difficult to treat anyone the wrong way because you would never do that to yourself. You would always treat yourself the right way. So you treat them the way you want to be treated. And I guarantee you, 
that that's going to be the best thing that you do. And it's going to create a stronger relationship with this person that you care about. So yeah, that's all I have. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe for the po- uh, to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, rate it, um, leave a comment, you know, do all that good stuff because that helps the podcast, um, you know, it helps more people to reach it. And that's what we want. We want people to listen and hopefully be blessed by whatever is shared. Um, I have a few people that I, they're going to jump on for interviews in the next um, upcoming episodes, which I'm so excited about. So yeah, stay tuned for some really great episodes coming up. So have an awesome day. Talk to, or talk to you all soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.